Hutton Orbital is curiously quiet this week. We thought it might be a bank holiday, but turns out Ferris Wheel Day isn't for another fortnight. Oh well. As we pan at him along the parade, we can see a solitary moment's bog spaniel who, in the absence of any real people to bite, has decided to chew the leg off one of Eddie Lee Wise's shop mannequins. The staff at Budget Clones for You have all buggered off and left a couple of Nexus 6 budget models, those are the ones with the floppy ears, with a Rubik's Cube and a 3302 copy of the Ladies of Lacon calendar to keep them occupied. McTargoids have closed early and left a note in the door. Oh, no, my mistake. Turns out Environmental Health have closed them down. Again. We turn off the desolate parade and into the rec room, but there's a bit more life. Groups of Hutton locals are all sitting in front of the big screen checking their watches. It is precisely 8.30pm-ish, or thereabouts, and a familiar face appears on the screen saying... Our mics are live. I'm Mia Harkness, and this is the only place where they'd let me in. I'm Will Fingerdo, and I wish I had somewhere else to go. I'm Norma Snockers, and I'm enjoying not having to share a chair with anyone this week. Now I can make this one nice with a lovely anti-matter car and one of those things for holding the remote controls for everything. And I'm Sandy Crevice, and I'm wondering if it was my pre-show snack that drove them all away. Ooh, baked beans and Brussels sprouts with a loop bisque and onion gravy. Lovely. Right then, let's get on to the headlines before I pass out from the smell. It's all a bit pants at the start of the term. Rampage and Rampage Rage damage blunder. We dig into the stats of the week. Cannon are off with a bang. And Atus is back! Hazmat teams were scrambled to the school wing of Hutton Orbital this week as the Hutton Orbital Truckers School for Infants and Toddlers, that's hot sit, pulled the emergency lever after Commander Th- <coughs> pardon me, Commander Thrawin's little cherub brought one of Mummy's work projects in for show and tell at school. With most jobs, this wouldn't be a problem. Little Johnny bringing in one of Dad's cakes from the bakery, Cecil Jr. showing off his Dad's collection of swizzle sticks, but Commander Throwing happens to work for the Hutton Orbital Biological Containment Office, based in the offices just round the corner from Cubal 3, and right next door to Vista Genomics' storage office. Usually spending her time helping catalogue various bits of squidgy, strange coloured bacteria, scraped off the boots of wandering truckers, hoping that the one they found might just be worth enough credits for a drink at the bar. Normally the samples are kept in containers that allow curious school parties to look through toughened glass and go ooh or yeah, or to shout things like bogeys. 
Unfortunately, after the ECM event, Commander Thrawine was given custody of one supposedly sealed package containing one of the most deadly biological samples known to humanity, the Hutton underpants, formerly worn by Gal Midden. After their first outing at LaveCon a few years back, they were duly recovered from the laundry baskets before they ate their way through the floor and sealed into a flexible and theoretically hermetically sealed bag. But what wasn't taken into account was that whatever was on the pants appears to have thrived in an anaerobic environment and produced a toxic, corrosive and most probably very angry strain of bacteria. Oh, and that theoretically hermetically sealed baggy was actually a little sandwich bag from the canteen. Needless to say, Throwain Jr. has unveiled them to the class from their sealed cargo canister, complete with hissing as it unlocked, and a strange glow as the lid lifted, and the biohazard alarms went off across the school. The children were all safely evacuated, and Miss Smith of Class 2B used her HB to lift the appending package back into the canister, whilst holding her nose with the other hand. Lael Wolf of Hutton has issued a commendation for bravery to Miss Smith, and vowed to open an investigation as to exactly how Throwain Jr. hacked open the security codes, avoided all the alarms, and didn't get spotted by the 24-hour surveillance, dodged the laser containment field, and managed to remove a magnetised one-ton cargo canister into a classroom, all without getting caught. Uh, kids, eh? Hot in orbital incident reports. Incident type, assault, and a very important person. Incident location, you know, somewhere over there in Colonia. Date of incident, 2nd of September 3309. Report details follow. Whilst undertaking some planetary work of the percussive variety in a team this week, it has come to the attention of the Hutton Orbital Apology Office that a summons needs issuing to one Rampage to attend Alvin's office immediately with his flat cap in hand and a suitably apologetic expression on his face. Whilst undertaking a mission to rescue Tyr and the subsequent actions involved in securing Hotcall's influence in the area, a team consisting of one of the Hanky clones, Rampage and their very own Flossie, the group came under fire from a concentrated attack by enemies with laser and ballistic weapons. Hanky and Rampage immediately took up positions to defend Alvin's interests and proceeded to lay about the enemies with wild abandon. Flossie, as she does, planted her feet firmly in the alien soil, unlimbered her rocket launcher, and punctuated the combat with explosions, detonations, and destruction the likes of which haven't been seen since last bonfire night. Meanwhile, Rampage does a passable impression of exactly why he was given that name, as at one point, having run out of ammunition, he took to attacking the enemies with his butt. Sorry. I'll read that again. With the butt of his rifle. As the number of red dots in the scanner dwindled and eventually reduced to zero, Flosso, Flossie, Flosso, hello Flosso, Flossie duly called out, clear, on the radio comms. Rampage, a victim of the red mist that sometimes accompanied his forays into the fire zone, swore that he saw an enemy combatant clearly as he turned to find the rest of the team and, as Rampages do, went to full Master Ken on them. It was only when he heard the "Hey!" he realised his error. Yes, Rampage had just sent Flossie for a quick nap courtesy of his combat rage. Flossie was rescued by a passing Apex medical transport. Well, her consciousness was downloaded from the jack in the back of her neck 
and uploaded to its hard drive, flown back to a nearby station and downloaded into one into a near perfect clone of the Pilots Federation favourite. We understand that all stations have a spare one on standby. Which left Rampage and Tanky looking down a rather forlornly at a mangled flossy clone. Arms are not supposed to bend that way. So, on behalf of the Pilots Federation who have sent their commiserations to Rampage as once Flossie gets out, he's sure to get a thorough panning. And the enemy, who were quite rightly shocked and scandalised by the whole incident, we would like to offer apologies to the naughty step for sending Rampage to them. He is a bad, bad man and deserves to be there, but his naughty step polishing skills need refining in the wax on, wax off variety. It's week 57 of the Too Hot, Too Messy initiative to deliver mugs and gin to every station in inhabited space. Even the pens we don't know about yet. Commander Chicks has bunked off to a vintage ship show this week. Or was it Norma and Mavis's Gingo Palace? Either way, he's not here, so you're stuck with me. You're stuck with me. Well, it's been a week. And commanders have delivered 847 each of mugs and gin. NCE, that's the total tally this week. It's neat. Muggers have now delivered 94,231 mugs and slightly less in gin mugs. Nice work, everyone. The table is led by he of the beautifully coiffured moustache, but you have a chance to overtake him while he's distracted by a Merlin in original 3271 wireframe paint job. We're looking at you, Waller81. Don't forget to send us your funny things that happened on the way to deliver mug stories. We love stories and it's good to share. Did you sell your gin on the black market to monks on a teetotal religious hideaway? Or did you deliver to somewhere with an amusing or slightly rude name? Traffic to Hutton Orbital is light this week with lots of free space and minimal delays in getting docked. In the last seven days, we've had six Hutton runs from the Too Hot Too Messy mug winners. They are Bandicut, one hour, 24 minutes, 25 seconds, and Steve King, one hour, 24 minutes and 44 seconds. Steve King did five runs in total this week. So if you're having moments of deja vu, then relax. You've actually seen the same ship whizzing past you again and again. The balmy boffins at Canon Interstellar have bravely decided to turn their backs on Thargoid research and the possibility of becoming pod people inside a Thargoid Titan. Instead of facing an almost certain probing from the tentacly appendages of the Thargoids, they have declared they are going on a holiday. Uh, sorry, I mean a scientific expedition to the centre of the galaxy, where there are absolutely no Thargoids whatsoever. Their landscape expedition is named after an old project they found lost down the back of a sofa in their old Discord, which was destroyed by pirates last year. Fortunately, they were able to find a crib sheet created by the independent Raxlar hunters and used that as an excuse for a wild goose chase to find the source of the mysterious landscape signal. That's the signal that can be heard in the general direction of that supermassive black hole in the centre of the galaxy. Cannon and the independent Raxlar hunters had pointed their ear trumpets at the sound of the signal from different parts of the galaxy 
and concluded that the mysterious signal can be heard from over there. No, left a bit. Down a bit. Up a bit. Yeah, just there. About 12 light years from Sagittarius A star. Unfortunately, there are no stars at that location, and flying through it in supercruise didn't reveal the origin of the sound. Undaunted, the asinine astronomers teased apart the fabric of the galaxy and discovered that the location maxed closely with a voxel coordinate. I think they just make this stuff up. Anyway, a voxel coordinate that was shared by just over 20,000 stars. So all they need to do to avoid being vivisected by Thargoid Scythes is to go on a trip to the centre of the galaxy and look very closely at all the planets in their massive list. You can find more information about the expedition at canon.science. Just search for landscape. They have spreadsheets and biscuits to manage it all, but not spreadsheets of biscuits. For that, you need to talk to Ed's 38 at WNL. The faster they get through the list, the sooner they'll be able to get back to dodging Thargoids. So feel free to go and help them. Reporting in with the latest updates on the Thargoid War. Six out of eight Titans now have less than 100 systems under their control. Are we approaching the point of defeat for the Thargoids finally? Or will they unleash new horrors upon us in a last ditch effort to push back? Hackscom first has to issue an apology to all truckers and Hackswing. Comms have been slow lately to relay orders, but I'm delighted still to see many of you putting in the effort to keep the bugs at bay. Whether it be to finally earn your elite status in combat, for engineering materials, whatever your reasons may be, I'm glad to see you are out there and doing your part to defend the mug and Alvin's interests, as well as supporting our allies in mode. We continue to push the Thargoids back and we are hoping, hopefully re-entering the end game of this war as we are rapidly approaching nearly a year of fighting against the Titans. Indra and Raging Titans still maintain the most control of systems compared to the other maelstroms, hence why they are going to focus our efforts at the Indra Titan this week. Hackswing, your orders are to defend the following systems under alert. HIP, or is that HIP 20485? HIP, or is that HIP 20948? HIP 20941, HIP 20899, and HIP 20056. Combat pilots and tissue samplers are needed to repel scouts and authors, as well as the side variants. Evac and supply mission runners can operate out of any of the bases in the system. Additionally, we need on-foot combatants for reactivation missions to retake control of bases in Thargoid territory. Now let's get out there and show them what we truckers are made of. For the mug!
well yeah. mostly <laughs> mostly <a bit>. oh. <laughs> kind of kind of yeah <laughs> this is why i did some of the stuff i've written because i am a muppet <laughs> oh i've got the browser up. there you go got the browser up by accident because we're, we're we've got space news today we get space news we have space news Aww. we have space news space news space news space news but, so but first live stream, then. <laughs> i was gonna say um i didn't watch it if there was uh, nor did a lot of other people because there wasn't ah yeah. oh well, there you go Yes, we're, we're still in the slightly delayed due to illness from the week before last, was it now? So it, it looks like they've pushed this one back to the point of roughly when the next one is due, but they're not cancelling it, they're just pushing it back. Okay, so we, we do uh, like okay. two back to back? Yeah. We'll yeah, double. but they'll, prob they'll, they'll probably we'll just merge it into we'll one. A double length one, but maybe, maybe that could be better. <laughs> no. <nice. laughs> no. No. So anyway, yeah, there, so... there hasn't been one. You've missed nothing. Ah, oh, okay. That's not so bad. Yeah. Apart from Although, lots of scary um, I, logs in your ship. I honestly don't get the FOMO with Frontier Livestream. No. Um, no, no, no. It's not FOMO. It's from put. It's fear of missing paint jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I've got the that. only paint job so, I'm ever going to use, so... Yeah, but what, they're so pretty. What, what paint job is the only paint job you're ever going to use? Uh, the Lavecon one. Ah... I know I like a paint job. That actually, the, the, the Lavecon one from like two years ago, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, three years one. ago. Because we didn't have a yeah. Lavecon this year. We had a Davecon. We had a Davecon this year. <laughs> yeah. uh, last year we had a Lavecon, but you never got stuff really, did you? There wasn't any paint jobs or things, was it? No, um, no, we, we the got... The year before they did the, the, the whole pack of codes or something like that. Yeah, it was one from that that one. Yeah. Because yeah, um, I managed to get some that I'd missed out on for the early... Because that was quite nice. And of course, um, my Type 9 is, is in yellow because it's always in yellow. Well, orange, orangey yellow. Beautiful. Yes. You know, the proper nice industrial, industrial yeah. Nice, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think so. Looks like a JCB or a, you know. That's what I like. A, a, a cat. Or something. Yeah. Not, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a cat, but not a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> a cat, but not a mooncake. <laughs> not a mooncake, yeah. <laughs> Oh, mooncake paint jobs. I'd pay for them. Oh, ah, yeah. spotted. Like cream yeah. with ginger spot. Yeah, And then yeah. You, what you'd have to do is on the front of the ship, the face would be, you'd have to put it upside down. And whiskers. That's how she likes to be. Yeah, she <laughs> likes to be upside down. Yeah. <laughs> so, space news. Yeah. Da -da 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 -da. Space, yeah news. space news. Right, so What's what have we got first news? on the agenda for space news? Uh, well, the Indian lander goes nighty-night after landing in the cold and the dark. Oh. I'm just about to find out what this is about. Is, it going to, is this it going into the lunar night now? Yeah, is it going to, it's going to have to take a wee rest. It's been, well, it's been two weeks, so it's taking a, a possibly terminal wee rest. Oh, okay. Uh -oh. It, it, was, it was the one that landed at the South Pole two weeks ago. Yeah. Right at the lunar dawn. And yeah, it's solar-powered, so... Mode. Well, they, 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 they've gone into a sleep and maybe wake up mode. Yeah. And in two weeks' time, they'll find out about the maybe. Yeah. It's, the it's been... Lunar lander and the rover have been put to bed. Yeah. The sun begins to set over the moon. That's a weird one. Uh, the country's space research agency, Israel, have said 
they've been put into sleep mode and will fall asleep next to one another. Oh, did they send a teddy bear as well? Then the battery is drained. It said. Does the the moon actually have a sunset because it's tidally locked? Yes, it's tidally locked to the Earth, not to the sun. Yeah. So the Earth is always at a fixed point in the in its sky, but the sun goes round it every twenty eight days. Yeah, yeah, phases. yeah. Nope, sorry, I had a brain fart. Yep, you're right. Yeah, so so it landed fourteen days ago, and now it's finally gone dark, which means it's no longer got power. Yeah. And in theory, all of the systems will reboot in two weeks' time when the sun comes up again. In practice, it gets rather cold overnight mm. on the moon, like minus two hundred and something. Yeah. Uh, centigrade. So, so uh, this is a big test for it then, really. Um, it's they're not expecting it to survive. They're hoping it will. Oh. But the 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 mission was two weeks, and if they get another two weeks, it was a bonus. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they I like the they, logo they aim for to the get Indian all space of space agency as well. See it in the top right corner of the picture. Orange and blue. Orange and blue. Orange and blue logo in the top right hand corner of the picture. I think you might have the wrong link up. Oh, I'm looking at the BBC yeah. one. It's got yeah. a photograph no, not, of... not you, uh, Amelia. Oh. She's looking at uh, story two, I think. I'm <laughs> looking at story... Oh, right, there's another story. Yeah. Oh, ah, okay. All right, hold on a second. Let me fix that. They've gone slightly starfleet, I feel. Because <laughs> that, that was added in, wasn't it? Oh, somebody sneakily snuck them in. Snuck this one in. I think that it was, was sitting there, but nobody had pressed space after the link, so it was still sitting as just like plain text. All right, here we go. Is that the right one? That's the one. Oh, yeah, that's a nice logo. Yeah. Isra. Isra. And I think that's it in Hindi, possibly next to it on the left. Probably. Hmm. There we go. Um, it's either, so, yeah, it's either it's a bit going... Starfleet or it's a stylized one. Yeah. We're number one. Yes. We're number, number one. Seven. We're number seven. We're number seven. <laughs> well, they were number but... four to land on the moon, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. So who's number... Right, so the Americans, the Russians, Chinese? Uh, yes. Right, okay. Then the Indians and then the Indians. Ne- next year maybe the Japanese. <laughs> But that, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Well, we can go on to that story now. Yeah. Speaking of cool segues. Yes. (laughs) There we go. Yes. In other news, today Japan launched a a shot for the moon. Yeah. But it's actually not due to get there till 2024. How does that work? I'm not entirely sure. I haven't looked at this yet. I'd really like to check this out. Let's go. Clickety, clickety, click, click. As Kesenik says, seamless. Yeah. This isn't a scene. This is live investigation. (laughs) (laughs) Since when did we do live investigation? Well, we never do it in advance, do we? That sounds like we're almost professional. Ah, because it's a long way and it's going slowly. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it d- doesn't say in this article. Yeah. Pres- presumably, it's either doing some science on the way or. Well, it's going via the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. 
Yeah. No, the missions to the sun still haven't got there, and they took off years ago. Yeah. But that's, yeah. So it's, it's good that Japan's doing one, because they are very, very techy as well. So God knows what the Japanese one's going to do. It's going to turn into a giant transformer and run about. It's going to transform for a rocket into a giant dinosaur yeah. and rampage around the moon. Destroying others. <laughs> Destroying others Killing Flossie. Ah! Right, that that's why awesome. it's taking so long to get there. Because yeah. it's a very little rocket. Oh, it's only a little rocket. It looks yeah, quite J big there. J Japan don't have uh, medium lift capa capabilities, so um, right. they have to do very lightweight stuff, okay. which means very high efficiency transfer orbits, which means slow. Yeah. Because okay. it, it's enough. a long way and it's going quite slow. I was right the first yeah. time. You were absolutely right the first time, yeah. Hmm. How wow. could we ever doubt you? Yeah, wow. Speaking of rockets. Yeah. 250,000 miles. It'd take you years to drive there. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of rockets. <laughs> yeah, speaking of rockets. <laughs> Ariane have tested and have test fired a new rocket. Ooh. Fancy. That's, that's the ESA, isn't it? European Space Agency. Yes. For Ariane's. Bet they've mm -hmm. got medium lift capability. They're working on heavy lift capability. Mm-hmm. That's Ariane no, 6 Fairly there. heavy. So Europe's next generation has completed its first hot fire test on its launch pad in French Guyana. Hang on, that's not in Europe. No, but it's designed in Europe. Yeah. And paid uh, for by Europeans. The Ariane 6 vehicle lit its main cryogenic engine. Whoa, that sounds dodgy. For four seconds before being shut down. That's not, well, you know, four seconds. They switched it Still. on, it didn't explode, and they quickly went, right, now switch it off. Yep, a lot of heat, a lot of thrust. Yep, and then they're going to obviously going to check it and then do a full duration test lasting almost eight minutes. Uh, should happen in about a month. Well, that's good. They've had success. They turned it on, it didn't explode, and they went, that's fine. Let's check it again and make sure nothing's shaking itself loose. And then we'll try it for the full eight minutes and see if it goes. Mm -hmm. Seems fair. Yeah, yeah, the Ariane 6.4 can launch 860 tonnes. Sorry, weighs 860 tonnes. It can oh, get about, okay. tw about 20 tonnes to the, the ISS or about 12.5 tonnes to geostationary orbit. That's so pretty good. quite a lot. Yeah, that's pretty good. So it can put pretty much anything up that we need to put up, which is mm. good. Yeah. It is a bit late, though. We got the statistics for them. A little bit. It was originally intended to go into service in 2020, but then yeah. everybody got their owner, and, you know. Not just that. They had a few Ariane fives that went pop, so they had to oh, look at why that was happening. Okay. And, um, yeah, it yeah. kind of delayed the research work on the six. There's a nice picture here of the lit rocket, and I think it's about a video of it, but you can see the blue bits and the yellow bits where everything's mixing and going in fire, and it looks good. Um, oh, there it is. Yeah, but it doesn't play. Uh, uh, boo, yes. Boo. Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, in that, in can, that case, should we move on to another rocket that didn't do anything? Yeah. We got another one. Oh, it's nearly, almost mostly nearly ready for launch. How, hopefully it won't one. blow up if it does launch. This time. He, yep. he likes coating things in chrome, yeah. doesn't he? 
It's, it is literally made out of stainless steel and polished. They just didn't bother <laughs> painting it. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of these things. Because what else did they do that with? They did that with something. It's, it's a big, long, shiny shaft that he likes to polish. Yeah. That it sounds very... Like um... on the end, like the, like the Amazon one. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, but in, in this case, size really does matter. Yes. Is that, so, yeah. is, is that the BFR? It's not the BFR, is it? Yep. Oh, it's the BFR. No, not not anymore. It's called Starship now. Oh, okay. But it's the BFR. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it looks very impressive, very phallic. It does. And they did a, a full life fire test, and almost all the engines ran perfectly. <laughs> People think that a couple of the 34 didn't light and run properly, but that that's well within tolerances of comfortably managing to get it to orbit and do whatever it wanted to do. So Good stuff, yeah. It's one of the advantages of having 34 rockets strapped to the end of it. <laughs> if a couple of them don't light properly, it still goes it really up very gone fast. really off the scale crazy there, hasn't it? It's like, just make it as big as possible. How many rockets? Ah, 34! I've only room for 33. I don't care, I want 34. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised it's not 42. Yeah, it doesn't stack well. Mm. Ah, well. Yeah, you could strap six on the outside or something, or ten on the outside, eight on the outside even. Have you seen the size of this thing? Off. It doesn't need them. Nah, it really, really it doesn't, doesn't need them. It's not the point. The point is you could make it up to 42, which is the answer He's to the question. He's not playing cable space program, you know. Yeah. Boosters and space tape are not the answer to all Ke problems. He is playing Kerbal Space Program. Yeah, and you actually, know I, 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 I withdraw my previous comments. You're right. He's, <laughs> he's doing it for real. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, shall we, shall we move on to Word of the Week? Word of the Week? Word of Word the Week, of the this week? week is Collywobbles. Ah, what does that mean? Collywobbles means stomach pain or sickness from nervous anxiety. And can you use it in a sentence, please? Oh, you bet your bottom dollar I can. The very thought of sober October gave Cecil the collie wobbles. <laughs> oh, scary. <laughs> sober October. Yeah, followed by can I remember Can November? I remember November? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we are. Let's get that into the, the chat for um, Volcarius. And while we do that, I'll entertain you all with a, a, a funny joke. A funny joke, really? A funny yeah. joke? Oh, yeah. Be be before <laughs> you do, we should just mention that the, the, the mug winner this week is somebody called We've Not Heard From Shouty Yet. Yeah, that sounds like a <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I've so, sent uh, him a message, but I've not heard anything yet. TBC. But... To be confirmed. No. Yeah. Right, that's it. I'm, we... I'm registering a new commander called TBC so I can win that mug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we might have one before the end of the show, maybe. Um, maybe, yes. possible. maybe Maybe not. Possible. Maybe never. Maybe never. Maybe never. <laughs> yes. We're, but we're not just ignoring it and we're not saying it's not happening. We're just anyway, actively don't yet try, have it. Stop trying to put this moment off. It's my big moment. Okay, okay. <laughs> sorry. You before you do that, can I just say... <laughs> what do you call an anteater that poops in its pants? Uh, Jeff. Not Jeff. <laughs> sure, because he's got he's got that stain at the back there. So yeah. What do you call an anteater that poops in its pants? A sharp fork. Ardvark. <sighs> Ardvark. Uh, 
So. Flossie, save us, please. Are you ready, Flossie? Mm, I'm ready, yes. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. And the community goes. Hello, Flossie here with this week's CG News. There were no CGs last week, so nothing to report on there. This week we have two new CGs starting today. The upgraded Xeno scanner requires resources and protect deliveries to Muller Terminal. Aegis aims to provide an update to the Pulsewave Xeno scanner that can locate captive humans on Thargoid Titans. Dr. Maximo Fonseca the Alliance's Scientific Liaison to Aegis informed the media about the project. Information provided by COGNA suggests that people abducted by the Thargoids are being kept alive aboard the Titan motherships inside pods. This theory makes sense. Since Thargoid atmospheres are toxic to humans, any captives are surely sealed in an environment that meets their respiratory and nutritional needs. The Pulsewave Xeno scanner has been modified by Allied, Federal and Imperial technicians working in concert using Aegis's communications protocols. The module's electromagnetic pulse technology aims to identify these pods by detecting several key markers generated by living humans. A broad effort to prepare for humanitarian rescue efforts is underway, but we have encountered a shortage of neofabric insulation, polymers and thallium. Shipments of these materials are urgently required to support the crew's onboard rescue megaships in its vital work. Contributors are asked to transport these commodities to Muller Terminal in the RAB system. The CD51-1447 Imperial Society has agreed to coordinate the enterprise on behalf of Aegis and will protect deliveries by also redeeming bounty value vouchers for all wanted ships in the system. Only bounty vouchers handed in after signing up will count towards your personal contribution total. The campaign begins on 7th September and will run for one week. If the final target is met earlier than planned, the campaign will end immediately. To earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering neofabric insulation, polymers and thallium or bounty vouchers to Muller Terminal in the RAB system. And that's it for this week's CG News. Told you what to do. do. Do we have a winner yet? No, sorry. No? Okay. No. Here is the friends you make along the way. <laughs> in that case, um, without further ado, we shall move on to uh, Beetlespoon and Wotherjude with the Galnet News.
Galnet News Digest, 7th of September 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Aegis is developing a pulse wave human scanner. The rescue megaships need quite a lot more thallium than they have available. And those rescue megaships are planning a rolling shutdown in preparation for a move closer to the Titans. Aegis is developing an upgrade to the existing Pulse Wave Xenu scanner that will locate human captives in their pods aboard the Titan motherships using massive electromagnetic pulses. It's Seo Jin Ai's revelation that the Thargoids are holding their captives on the Titans that has led Aegis to start developing the technology to find and recover them alive. This is important for humanitarian reasons, but the Thargoids are apparently also planning to use the captured humans as part of their attempted military conquest of the human bubble. So if you don't like the idea of millions of Thargoid-controlled automatons marching relentlessly into battle against humanity, then recovering those helpless humans in their pods before the Thargoids have time to reprogram them sounds like quite a good plan. Oddly enough, we haven't been asked to help with the development of this new improved Xenoscanner. Instead, it's the rescue megaships that need our help. As they prepare to take in the rescue captives, they've discovered their supplies of near-fabric insulation, polymers and life-giving thallium have almost run out, and they've appealed for more. This slightly unusual shopping list will be managed by Muller Terminal in the Raab system the same starport used by Aegis to prepare for the launch of an earlier version of the Xenoscanner in late May. In preparation for an advanced just behind the front line, five rescue megaships today stopped issuing new mission contracts, and the other six will follow suit one week later on the 14th of September. Vice Admiral Schuyler Anderson explained how, with better understanding of the ebb and flow of the war against the Thargoid invasion, and because of recent advances into Thargoid-held territory, Aegis feels it can safely move the rescue megaships closer without any significant risk of them being overwhelmed by Thargoids. This will allow rescue missions to be completed with less travelling, which will in turn improve the efficiency of the war effort. The first five megaships, the Furster, the Hutner, the Seacol, the Yoshida and the Allied Solace, stopped issuing new missions, but will not move to their new locations for another week. Anyone with outstanding missions at these five carriers have plenty of time to complete the missions prior to the move. On the day they jump to their new forward positions, the Birchinger, the Cavell, the Kisei, the Imperial Sanctum, and the Federal Haven will stop issuing missions and will jump towards the front on the 21st of September. By using this staged approach, the rescue effort can continue throughout the exercise. The rescue rangers, who operate the rescue megaships on behalf of Aegis, assure commanders that any stored modules and ships will be carefully transferred to the new location along with the megaships. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.
Wow. Thank you, uh, Bill Jude and Wotherspoon. Yeah, not like us. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Well, um, it's been a fast one this week. It's been yes. a very fast one this See week. See the amount of time you save when when Dave's not here. I know it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> God, so much time to go and do other things now. Yeah. Go and <laughs> deliver some mugs. <laughs> yeah, other things uh, like sleep. Yeah, I'll probably put the telly on and watch some, you know, I don't know. Some, oh, what's it called now? Star Bangers Trek. And cash. No, uh. Bangers and Cash. I watch Bangers and Cash or Secrets of the London Underground or something, something good like that to pass the time. Something thrilling. Oh, they're good. No, I like these programs. I'm excited by them. Anyway. So, do we have a winner on the off chance? No, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no. We might I haven't have heard to, anything yet. We'll we might have to do it next week. Yeah. We'll, we'll, well shout it to the naughty step. As soon as I hear of him, I'll post it on uh, on the Discord channel and things like that. Facebook things, oh. yeah. Okay, we can do it that way then. Hmm. Yeah. And also next week, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Just depends on when we hear back. So th- this week has been really quick. Do, do we do we have any more news at all? Uh, no. No. Nope. Okay. Mm, nope. No. <laughs> anyway, anyone in the chat get any news? Come on. Nobody oh, the you, for- you forgot to put it in, did you? The definition of collywobbles. Somebody wobbles? copied it. I thought they were going to... Oh, I'll do it. I'll do it now. I'll do it. <laughs> Jeez. All oh, right, Jim's doing it. Are you Don't doing it then, Jim? It. It's done. Right, it's done. done. <laughs> right. Well, um, I'm going to sound oh, the horn. Get a great DP cap to get a great deal on their cap insurance. Nice. <laughs> oh. Next Thursday, we discover whether a Titan can attack from Commander Volcarius. Mm-hmm. Uh, little Grease come in with Hackswing. Alt orders. Do the CG. Okay, Hackswing. <laughs> do the CG. Aye, aye, Captain. Aye. Right. I'm doing the CG. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for extending the for extending the, <laughs> the news programme by a, a whole... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, we might discover the real meaning of a Titan snack. Yeah. If it can, <laughs> H-I-P, or is it HIP? 8887 will attack HIP or is it HIP 9016 Ooh, interesting <laughs> if not we're going to take over that maelstrom says Volcarius Ooh. 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 <laughs> right. so uh, Flossie's going to do the honours tonight are you ready yeah, Flossie? Got, I'm going to look away for the chat because they're all mad yep I am <laughs> Here comes the klaxon. For the mug! For the mug! For the mug. Mug. Journey too long. 
Chicago too small Profit margins never really mattered at all Gonna take the cargo where it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere Loading all the teen out to the brim With the rest for the more For the more For the more For the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from For the more For the more For the more For the more Yeah, everybody's seen the trucker song Flossy always seems to crash into the sun Skibble likes to pile it on the Xbox One Helping out the free, you know it leads us well Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody yeah For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody sing the hurting trucker song. For the more, for the more, for the more. You know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody sing the hurting trucker song. Give me a large path that I can land on And I'll give you cargo and sing you my song No point twenty-two light years to go Cruising to work Twenty-two long No cargo too small The profit margins never really mattered at all Gonna take the cargo where it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere So shout it out loud like you don't even care For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from Everybody sing the and chuck song for the more, for the more, for the more. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody sing the and chuck song. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. Everyone's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? 
seamless. 